again. Welcome to the Guitar Noise Podcast. My name is David Hodge, the managing editor of Guitar Noise, www.guitarnoise.com on the internet. Sorry, it's been a while since we've seen you last. Let's make up for lost time. Get your guitars and let's get playing. Last time out, we were working on the Star of County Down and traditional, I was about to say old traditional, but it's kind of redundant, isn't it? Traditional Irish song. We were working our way through the verse. We made up an introduction to give us an introduction to the song. Also, we'll be using that in between the verses and the choruses. Actually, between the chorus and the next verse, as you'll see a little bit later. And we had gotten through the first two main lines of the verse. So I'm finishing with, um, she smiled as she passed me by, E minor to A, T minor. Remember that we do have a um, chord cheat sheet that you can follow along on the Guitar Noise blog. Um, there's one that is marked for Podcast 21. It's the same sheet, so we're not going to need a second one, I think, to just see the same thing. Anyway, we are going to be moving on to the rest of the verse, which will be the next two lines. Lyrically, that starts, um, Oh, she looks so neat from her two white feet to the sheen of her nut-brown hair. Such a coaxing elf. Had to shake myself to be sure I was really there. Okay? Now, we've been pretty much using kind of Neil Young, Cat Stevens sort of strum, you know, strum, nailing the root notes and then a chord or a chord arpeggio. And when we get to this part, we're going to really hammer that thing home, really drive the rhythm. So we've got a G, one and two and that. So I'm going to hit the G with two eighth notes, one and G note being the third fret of our low E string. Okay, so it's one and then on the second beat, we're going to downstroke the rest of the chord. And then if you want on two and a half, we're going to down and up again. If you just hit the up, the last sixteenth note before the third beat, that's so cool. That's then that's so cool. It must be an Irish coming right back at me here. Anyway. That would be perfectly fine. So what we want to be doing is one and two and, like that. Or one and two and. You can hear both of them. They sound fairly similar. One and two and, and then followed by an upstroke would be just the 16th note. One and two and. That's the down and up for the end of the two and. Sounds more complicated than it is, really. And the same thing with the D. We're going to use this strumming pattern for the D, G, and the D, and then the E minor and the B minor that follows. Okay. Now, to make sure we're getting a root note with the B minor, you might want to use the use bar chord, or B minor 7, 
which we discussed last time. Again, that's the 2nd fret of the high E string, the open B string, the 2nd fret of the G string, the open D string, and the 2nd fret where the root is on the A string. So if we put that all together, kind of slowly, it'll be like this. 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and... Let's try that again. 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and... Now, also with the strumming, if you want to, one of the things that can make it a little bit more interesting is to do a little bit of palm muting on your bass notes. And then really lay, it, lay into the chord. So you've got a kind of a chunky sound going one and two and three and four and That works rather well. So let's try it again. One and two and muting the bass and here we go. What's your bet? Another possibility that we should be thinking about, particularly um, if you've been reading the articles on locking bass lines is the fact that we're going from G to D to E minor. Now, we can do that the way that we've been going. We could also change that D from just regular old D to a slash chord, D slash F sharp, meaning that we want to put the F sharp note, the second fret of the E string in the bass. So that would sound like this. One and two and three and four and one and doesn't sound bad at all. Let's try that again. One and two, three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. I didn't mute it as much that time because I wanted you to be able to hear it. To get that F sharp note in the bass at the second fret of the low E string, what a lot of people will do is they'll just use their thumb. They'll grab over the top and just kind of rest the thumb there on the second fret. You don't need a lot. You don't need to go grasping for it so that you're pulling your other fingers down. In fact, it's kind of what you don't want to do. It's almost as if when you're setting your thumb in, you're kind of pulling at the string a little bit just by setting your thumb and kind of locking it onto place. Okay? You should be able to catch all those strings and they make them sound fine. Another possibility is to make your D with the ring finger, pinky, and middle finger, which frees up your index finger to get that bass note too. They both work. But get used to the idea of using your thumb. Um, it's Again, this is one of those instances where using it this way will definitely be helpful. 
and you'll find yourself using this an awful lot, and especially making the switch from G to D to E minor, because that's a bass run you'll run into an awful lot. G, D with F sharp in the bass, E minor. So it doesn't hurt to practice just that part. Back it, on. Keep that in mind because we're going to use it in the next line. So hang on to that for a second. Okay, so let's try that whole G to D with F sharp in the bass, D minor to B minor. One and two and three and four and one and two and two. Now, the last line of the verse, such a coaxing elf, had to shake myself to make sure I was really there, is the same, as far as the chords go, as the second line. Um, Down a barren green came a sweet Colleen, and she smiled as she passed me by, that we worked on last time. Now, what we had been doing is going from the E minor, 1 and 2, and to G on 3, and then to A... But to make this a little bit different, and since we know that we can climb up from E minor to G like we were doing, what I'd like to do is throw in that D with an F sharp minor on the second beat. So we're going to have E minor on the first beat, D with F sharp in the bass on the second, G on the third, then A on the fourth. Now, because each of these is one beat, in order to do a bass chord chunk sort of thing that we've been doing to this point, we realize we've only got one beat each. So instead of doing two eighth notes of the bass note, we're going to have to just do one eighth note followed by an upstroke of the chord. So it's going to be one and two and three and four. One, E minor, two is F sharp, then the D chord, G in the bass for three, G chord on and, A in the bass, A chord for the and of four. Let's work that out kind of slowly. One and two and three and here we go, E minor, F sharp to the D, G, A. Another thing that we could do with that would be to use um, arpeggios. And again, we would want to try for 16th note arpeggios, starting with the bass, and then coming up three, our top three strings, so our first string, our high E string, and then our B string, and then our G string with a chord. And that would be one and two. hear how the chord is changing along with each of the bass note changes. Do that again very, very slowly. One and two and three. And here we go, the E minor. One. 
all those ringing chords just play right into one another. It's really, really nice. Take that again at about that speed. One and two and three and four and one. This time without the hesitation on the A chord. One and two and three and four and one. Much better. Cool. Now we'll try it up to speed. One and two, three and four and one and two and three. Good, let's do that again. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and Great. You'll have to forgive me. Uh, the clicking sound that you hear is um, part of the um, <laughs> earphone um, piece that just keeps banging up against the guitar. And, um, yeah. I know it's distraction, but I apologize for that. Anyway, as always, it's good to remember that whether you're going to go with the bass, like we just did the bass and the chords, or the bass with the arpeggios, that these are only a couple of possibilities. And again, you can also mix and match these possibilities. Or you can come up with something totally different. It's all up to you. And one of the things we're actually going to start looking into, um, beginning with next podcast, is how we decide what works and what doesn't work. And a lot of the reasoning that goes behind this, believe it or not, isn't all about your playing. It's whether or not you're playing and singing at the same time. So we're going to get into that starting next time out. Anyway, this last line ends with an E minor to A. Come back to E minor. Just like the end of the second line that we learned last time out. So let's see about putting the two lines, the last two lines of the verse together that we just went over, starting with the G. So one and two. Three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and one and two and three and four and one. Not too bad. Let's try that again. So G one. And two, and three, and G, and here we go. Cool. So, before we forget... Let's put the whole verse together with the introduction and everything. And we'll take it relatively slowly, so don't worry. Okay. One and two and three 
time without the singing. So one and two and introduction, here we go. line of the chorus um, is actually the same as the third line of the verse. Again, that's one of those wonderful things about songs. The chord progression patterns tend to repeat themselves. So, we can do the same thing. G D E minor B minor But, we've done that, right? So why not, instead of, even though the chord pattern is repeating itself, why don't we do something slightly different? And the emphasis here is going to be in slightly. Chorus is the part where everybody tends to sing along and you want to add your voice to it as well. So it's important to have something that's relatively easy to play and sing at the same time. We also want to really stress the strong parts of the beat here. And, you know, and that's going to be our one and two and three and four. So, using the 16th note accent, um, very much like we did in very, very early podcast, is something that we can do. That would be using a down-up 16th note for the second half of each beat. So, it hit my bass, one and would be the down-up. One and two. While that sounds like a good idea, in theory anyway, playing it makes it seem a little cluttered. So what I think I'm going to do is drop the first of the 16th notes and then just nail the one right before the second and fourth beats. So we got one and two. Can you hear how that's going to go? One and up down for two. One and two. 
So we put them all together. We've got one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. One. doesn't sound bad at all, especially if you pick it up a little bit. One and two, three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. What do you think? Let's try it again. One and two and three and four and one and Very nice. Now, another thing that we should notice here is that at the end of the verse, we're in E minor, and when we start the chorus, we're on G. So giving a little E to F sharp to G might not be a bad thing to do on the very, very tail end. When we're going to finish our E minor, one and two and three and four and one and two and three. how that worked. Let's try that again. We're doing the last measure, the E minor to A to E minor of the verse. So, one and two and E minor, here we go. E minor, A, E minor. Fine. Good. This all leaves us now with the last line of the chorus, and just for simplicity's sake, also because I kind of liked it, I'm going to go with the bass and um, chord arpeggio thing that we did on the last line of the verse. Uh, chords are obviously different. We get C, D, E minor, A, E minor, A. Let's try that again. One and two and three and here we go. C, D, E minor, A, E minor, A, E. Okay. So, let us try the whole last bit of the chorus. One and two and three and G D E minor B minor C D E minor A E minor A E minor and that would lead us back into um, doing a little bit of an introduction to get back to the verse again. So let's try the chorus again. This time, though, I'm going to count one, two, three, and do the walk-up from the E to the F-sharp to G in order to get it started. So one, and two, and three, and four, and one, and two, and three, and, and one, and two, and three, and four. 
go back into the verse. Right there. Okay. So, what we're going to try to do is we're going to start with a verse, go to the chorus, and come back and at least start the verse. And we'll do an introduction for good measure. Okay. Um, I'll sing it along with it and uh, pray that that doesn't throw anybody off too badly, especially if I blow some of the words. So, here we go. One and two and three, four and one and two. all the mistakes I made there. There were a couple of things I switched to B minor instead of A. Kept on going though, right? That's part of what I want to talk to you about too, although we're running out of time with this podcast, so that may have to wait till next time, is that A, you're going to make mistakes. There's only one way I know of to not make mistakes and that's not to play, and that's not why we're here. I mean, we're here to play, so you've got to be good about making mistakes, and you've got to be good about playing through them. And the other thing that we're going to talk about, too, that I meant to talk about this time is um, we're going to talk about 
how to be loose and not be so stiff about playing. And that will also key into the whole thing about singing and playing at the same time. So we've got a lot to look forward to. Okay? So we will see you actually in one week. We're going to go weekly for the rest of the winter, and we'll catch you then. Mm-hmm.